breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Dr. Lamar Gorey joining us this morning, Cattle Parish School Superintendent. Dr. Gorey, thank you for your time. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Always my pleasure to talk to you guys and come in and visit about the wonderful things happening in our school system. We appreciate your availability. I can't believe, though, we're saying school gets underway in a week, and it's the first, second day of August. First, second day of August, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So uh, what, are, what are we looking forward to with uh, teachers heading back on Monday? Right. We'll welcome all of our teachers back on Monday uh, so that they can begin to prepare for a, a big Wednesday where we'll welcome back, you know, all of our babies. Looking for about 35,000 uh, students to enter our halls, uh, eager and ready to have a successful school year. It's going to be very hot, so encouraging parents to hydrate those babies and get them uh, ready to have a wonderful day. Are all our buses air-conditioned now or no? Not yet. Right. We do have a fully air-conditioned fleet of buses. Uh, what I would commit to is uh, telling parents we're hoping that it's all working on the first day of school. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really warm. In fact, we're, we're praying that we do get some type of uh, some a little bit of relief because, as you know, uh, we began to uh, cool our schools and really checking our buses out. But when you start running everything at full throttle, uh, and when we're doing that, especially uh, with every you know everything that first day, that first week, you're going to have some systems to go down. So we do ask everyone to please be patient with us as we go through that process. Challenges that you're facing as we head into this school year. What are some of the struggles right now? You know, as we go into the school year, we're really just really focusing our attention around how do we, again, continue that whole recovery from what we experienced during the pandemic. Uh, we feel so very good about academic progress, you know, that will would be reported today by the state superintendent as to how we're uh, recapturing some of that lost learning, but just continue to recapture that lost learning. But in our parish this year, we're really focusing our attention too on encouraging our children to dream and dream big and utilize those dreams that they have to really help them to capture learning and, and focus their learning on how do they utilize that learning to, to reach their full potential and, and to achieve those dreams and those goals that they, they set for themselves? We know Dr. Cade uh, Brumley is going to be releasing those LEAP scores at 10 o'clock this morning. What do you hope to see for Caddo Parish? Right. We're very excited about opportunities and, that we've received from the test data. Uh, we, we're very excited about some of the growth and, and things that, that, that will be released today. Uh, you know, we've had sneak peeks at some of the data, so uh, we think that there are some things that uh, will vote very well to the hard work of our amazing teachers and administrators. And again, uh, is there room to grow? Absolutely. But it's way more things to be excited about. Uh, so really looking forward to utilizing that, of course, as a, as a, as a roadmap as to what we do as we move forward, but really looking forward to, to celebrating the incredible work of our, our families uh, and our school families and our children. Uh, and again, utilizing that to continue to help kids dream big. Let me ask you this, Dr. Gorey. We're talking to Dr. Lamar Gorey, Caddo Superintendent. Um, saw a number, and I don't know if it's true or not, so I'm going to ask the go right to the man. 20% of Caddo teachers not certified. Um, is that accurate, close? 
So what, what you saw in that number is that it, it, it is accurate to an extent, not accurate to an extent. What you see there is that there are several alternative methods by which the state allows teachers to have authority to teach. Now, in that respect, those people are fully, well, they're not fully certified. They're not complete with the process, but they're going through the certification process. But again, everyone that's in front of children in our schools are going through full evaluation processes and are doing wonderful jobs in that respect, or we have removed them from being in front of children. And that is evident from the data that will be released today by the state superintendent. We're very comfortable with the people that we've placed in front of our children in our school system. In fact, this year, we're seeing incredible numbers with as far as placing teachers in front of our, in front of our children versus having um, persons uh, that would be long, considered long-term subs in front of our teachers. So people that have gone through a state program uh, that is giving them the authority to serve as a teacher in the classroom. And there's several programs that the state has authorized. And, and one thing I'll tell you for a fact, if you look at colleges and universities, numbers of the people that are going into education are just down. So we as a society, especially in urban communities, which is very different from a suburban situation, we're going to have to be very creative with finding ways to uh, to certify and to get get teachers in front of our babies. So uh, I do I do applaud our state and you know our state superintendent is very committed to coming up with unique programs so that we can get people who are degreed in front of our children and, and that's what we're taking advantage of. Dr. Lamar Gorey, speaking of. Um how far down are you on staffing issues as far as we're teachers? Doing, we're doing great. In fact, um so impressed with our numbers this year. Uh, you know, we don't have final numbers in yet, but we'll be able to report to you probably by early September, probably some of the lowest vacancy rates that we've seen uh, pre-COVID. So, and again, you remember coming oh, into COVID, we were mm-hmm. terrified with numbers of um, situations where we had children uh, that did not have teachers uh, in front of them. But again, we, they, we're seeing some of the best numbers that we've seen in a while. And again, really commend our HR team under the leadership of Chief Wolfolk. Uh, and her team and the work that they've done this year to get uh, certified teachers and uh, people who are in approved programs by the state in front of our children. Dr. Gorey, let me ask you another question with regard to that $2,000, not a pay raise that the state lawmakers approved, but kind of a a one-time stipend. When will Caddo teachers be getting that? So the state has not really told us when, but we're working towards, um, you know, giving that to teachers as a one-time payout. Uh, you know, we're talking, I have a plan. It could be as early as September, just based on waiting on some additional information from the state. Uh, so um, we're just working on a plan, and that could be as early as, like I said, is, is September. We have a plan for September if we get just waiting on some additional information from the state. And, again, we're really excited about that. You know, um and we are also excited, really excited that we're going to, you know, we've uh, made possible that we're going to also give our teachers and uh, some additional dollars that we've had because of revenue advantages that we've had in, in the recent years. So, again, always looking for opportunities to pay it forward to our teachers because we do know how hard they are working. You know, one thing, too, I'd like to point out, too, when we talk about the 20 percent of our teachers that are not certified, of that 20, 18 percent, I mentioned this, about that percent that are in approved programs, 18% of those are working on teacher certification okay. programs. So okay. really, we're, we're in a good place in that respect, too. Dr. Gorey, we know for a child to, to truly be successful as a student in school, in their education, uh, it takes more than just good teachers. It takes parental involvement. What would Absolutely. you say... 
what would you say to parents as as we're gearing up to get back to school? Uh, what can they do, and what can a parent do to help their students' teachers? And let me appreciate that. And one thing that we're, we're stressing, even as I talk about this idea, this concept around big dreams, uh, you know, I think we all have to own our part in this. I think as a, as a school system, we certainly have to own our part. I think as a Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Ruben, get ready. Are you there? Am I here? Yeah. Are you ready? Am I ready? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Happy birthday. I don't know what y'all going to do. <laughs> you know, the two of y'all can actually sing. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's kind of cool. Ruben can. You're not bad. You're, you're not bad. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Whatever. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Aaron. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday to you. Who the hell just walked in the room then? <laughs> thank y'all. That's sweet. That's very sweet. 36. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. I'm and good with that. Yes. I'm good with that. I got a text. Years you've been in this building. Got a text from uh, one of my kiddos who's in this time zone. The other one's not. Said happy birthday. Oh, that's mom. right. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, so yeah the awesome. other one's not up yet. It's like no. four in the yeah, morning there. Not a, he's definitely not up yet. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. I, I, gosh, I can't Any believe. big plans? Um, I have plans tomorrow. And uh, n- nothing spectacular today. I'm just going to co- I have a class to teach this afternoon. Um, I have a couple of other errands to run nothing big today no nothing big i have and i have exercise plans so no 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 big party at chuck e cheese <laughs> you know i i don't want to say this out loud because it's because it's true i'm banned from chuck e cheese it should oh, be no. known yeah <laughs> what they know though really what they know they might not know yeah they might not know <laughs> i got banned i'm not going to tell you why oh yes you are <laughs> <laughs> Chucky doesn't like to be touched. Oh, <laughs> Let's no. just put it at that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I just patted him on the butt. I didn't grope him or anything. Well, that's kind of groping. I, if I patted you on the butt or if, if one of the ladies here in the office, would they consider that not groping? It was 20 years ago. A butt pat back then was okay. <laughs> I'm joking. This is absolutely not true. I'm just making that up. Untrue. I did not grope Chucky e. Cheese. Leave Chucky alone. <laughs> and don't grope Chucky. I'm not suggesting anybody should. Okay, bad I idea. I got a bad question. I, is what? it still open? Yeah, I think it is. I know it was in Bossier. Now, I, I know that as, as the guy who has most recently had small children... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese is not the same. They don't have like the ball pits, the slides. Really, all of that's gone. It's just, right. it's just an arcade, like skee ball and yeah. stuff like that. They still have skee ball. Yeah, huh. it's it's just an arcade now. Oh wow! Then no kids intermingling. I guess COVID changed it. I didn't know this was pre-COVID. Really? Yeah, yeah when they changed it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow! Because of the snakes in the ball pit. 
I guess. I'm, I'm making that <laughs> up again. Please, I'm not. I'm joking. Snakes you, in the ball pit. Yeah, there was always those rumors that if you let you, if you're a bad parent, if you let your kids get in a ball pit because they would find snakes in them. Only and, the outside ones, like yeah, McDonald's yeah. and stuff. You know, worst birthday party that you had to have for your child that was because Chuck E. Cheese is up there. If you knew you, if you knew, oh, and I'm yeah. sorry, Chuck E. Cheese, I apologize, but you knew you were hosting a birthday party. And Do you remember the stories of them taking pizza and reassembling? Oh no! On the uh, on the buffet. Don't Have you seen say that. that? The pizzas Don't. they would those, uh, allegedly they match. allegedly. Also, those weren't local stories. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know. Yeah. Oh I, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to. I'm not bashing. <laughs> I love pizza. I just the, those were because kids hyped up on sugar and games and running around crazy. Right. Drove me nuts. We we had a birthday at a go kart track over in Bozier. Oh, okay. By Louisiana Downs, it's right on Highway eighty. Okay, there. or it was years and years ago, and I don't remember it being particularly bad. I don't remember mm-hmm. most of the like my daughter's birthday, like Ruben's. Uh, my daughter's is December twenty eighth. Hey, okay. So we tried to do swim parties for mm-hmm. her in June or July. Okay. Ah. And that way she had a special day. Right, and, right. And, and everybody understood, well, it's not her actual birthday, but mm-hmm. we're celebrating her on this day because it gets lost. But when did, I know we're running up against the clock, when did having a birthday party and inviting 25 kids to it become a thing? That didn't happen when you and I were kids. I didn't have parties. No, I don't And I don't 25 remember. classmates came yeah. over. It was a family thing. I don't remember that when either. When did it change? Our generation started having these crazy expensive parties where you invited their whole class because you have to include everyone. <laughs> now, when Micah was young, and I mean young, like too young to make this suggestion, we asked her one time, where do you want to go eat? And we were like... Okay, she's going to, you know, the Chuck mm-hmm. E. Cheese. Yeah. Where do you want to go eat? We're going to go eat for your birthday. And she looked at us, and I'm telling you, she had to have been seven or eight years old. Yeah. And said, Shogun. <laughs> Mine used to say Ernest. So oh. we we have a tradition every yeah. year. Right around her mm-hmm. birthday, we do all family. Everybody gets together mm-hmm. and have a big dinner. Now, I don't pay for right. <laughs> Sorry. My, my birthday reminds me of my mother so much because on my birthday, Aww. I used to get from my mother, I knew my father would have never done this. God, may he rest in peace too. My mother used to get me my school uniforms <laughs> to be wrapped. <laughs> and then in a bit, oh, and I'd wrap your school yes, uniforms. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> I knew, and I used to always look at her like, lost your damn mind (laughs) and then i would get in a big box my own watermelon because i loved watermelon and in my family if you put a watermelon in the fridge one day later boom gone i have five brothers oh well yeah so it had my name written in it on sharpie and it was in the fridge and only i could touch it so (laughs) i would get a watermelon for my birthday and my school uniforms so where's the yeah, watermelon, guys? Kinda, yeah, no Where's kidding. the watermelon? I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my son came in yesterday. Oh, cool. So I'm I'm sorry. Your birthday got... No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm playing. So we, had, we picked him up at the airport. And so I'm glad he's here. That's exciting. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Dr. Kate Brumley is going to join us coming up later uh, later after the 7 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some exciting news with the LEAP scores. Yes. Uh, some areas that need to be worked on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about all that coming up. 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. I'm upset. I don't have time to run and go get a watermelon. <laughs> I am it's so okay. sorry. I'll be all right. I'll be I all right. I feel bad. I, 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 um, I'm going to just talk briefly about it right now. Um, we got a really interesting segment coming up next. If you think AI's gone wild, wait till you hear our next segment. Oh, boy. But I did a lot of reading. It made my son mad, by the way. Yeah, it might be you. the day Ruben walks out. I'm just telling you. It, this might be the day Ruben storms out of the building and leaves. So mm. don't miss the next segment. Um, but I was um, not living life yesterday and reading the city audit. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> no dead gummit. Good for you. 200 and some odd pages. That's your strength. It's not mine. Yeah, and I got some friends who are uh, nerds like me to read it, too. And... I'm just going to say wowzer, wowzer, wowzer. Well, You're, what you were telling me yesterday is disturbing. One of uh, one of the glaring things that stands, there's a lot of glaring things, and I have notes. All of my buddies are made notes for me, or they're doing it in the process of doing it. But one of them was that the IT director was called on the carpet for not properly keeping records of city employees' leave. They were keeping it on paper. You're, you know, we have this new chief technology officer that's gonna, you know. Do we still have one? I don't I know if we, we do. I don't know if the, the mayor. Previous administration. I don't think the mayor has hired a chief technology officer. Right. But we were keeping leave records on paper and wow. not properly doing it. And not even properly doing that. And this was directed at the IT department. And I thought, holy cow. I never thought that that day I went, we're keeping those records on paper? And why? We don't have a system from our IT department that can do this better. That's just one of many glaring problems in the audit. And, yes, I have perused it. I'm not a math whiz, so I don't know a lot about it. And people will criticize me for that, but that's okay. But I do know some things that were just jumping off the paper. We'll be talking about that through the morning. Apparently not a lot of people in Louisiana are math whizzes. No, you're right. one of the things that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that with Cade Brumley. Coming up after the 7 o'clock news, Mike and... Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. <laughs> okay, the AI segment, we've got to postpone just a little bit. we got to hold a Richard Llewellyn. Y'all have so, to piss me off later, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's coming up next, yeah. Yeah. But we did get a hold of Richard Llewellyn uh, with the Weather Channel, meteorologist, uh, because yesterday we tied a record high. Did I hear that correctly, Richard? Um, I haven't seen the record yet for Shreveport, so I have to I have to get back with you on that. I think that, at 105, we tied the, yeah, the record high. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah it's, and, and it's going to be just as bad again here today. Uh, in fact, uh, we're actually calling for temperatures today around 105 again uh, with lots of sunshine. And, of course, heat index values between 
110 and 115 again this afternoon. So that excessive heat warning continues. And it really doesn't look like uh, temperatures are going to cool off that much as we move on through the rest of this week and into the weekend. It looks like temperatures between 103 and 107 uh, for daytime highs through Sunday. But the temperatures are going to start to pull back early next week. We see highs on Monday around 100 and then back down into the mid-90s on Tuesday. And we will probably start to see a little bit more moisture in here, which will lead to some scattered afternoon shower and thunderstorm chances. But I don't think we're still, I don't think we're done with triple-digit temperatures just yet. There are already indications that Thursday and Friday of next week will be back up close to the century mark yet again. Oh. Richard, let me ask you, the um, now uh, Caddo Parish, uh, DeSoto, Natchitoches Parish, some in East Texas, some counties in Northeast Texas have issued burn bans because we're now having drought conditions and that and fire hazard is a problem. You anticipate those burn bans will, will extend into other areas too? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. No, With no rain in the forecast here, probably all the way through at least Monday, uh, you know, the uh, fire uh, weather conditions are definitely going to be a concern as we uh, move on through the rest of this week and into the weekend. So uh, there's just not a lot of humidity to work with. And, you know, the, the heat is pretty expansive across Louisiana and Texas. So, you know, that's one of the things about it. The uh, fire conditions are definitely going to be a concern in the days ahead. We had a uh, man that police were responding to that possibly had some mental health issues and they were taking him into custody. And uh, Richard, he died uh, in the patrol car. They believe now heat related. It's not official yet. But for for officers and for any of us, I know you're not a doctor, but there are some things that we need to watch out for when we're when we're dealing with folks who are outside or when we ourselves have to be outside in this heat. How long is too long for folks? You know, I mean, you know, that's a good question. You know, uh, any length of time outside, anything longer than 30 minutes, you know, with these temperatures like they are, uh, could become dangerous, especially if you're not dressed appropriately and, you know, getting into some shade from time to time because, you know, it, it won't take long for the the effects of heat stroke to really start to come on with these type of temperatures, you know, and, you know, and if, and it's a whole lot worse if you're in a confined space, you know, like a car. That's why we basically tell people don't leave your, your, your pets or your kids inside a hot car because temperatures can skyrocket, you know, once uh, you're in a confined space, you know, it all take, it only takes 10 minutes for temperatures, you know, with temperatures at 105 degrees to hit, you know, 145 or 150 inside a closed car. So, you know, you got to take all the precautions necessary to uh, make sure that you're getting getting to some a cool spot, you know, and, and making sure that you can stay hydrated in these type of temperatures like they are, because it's dangerous. And we heard from our state climatologists in our, in our newscast that um, we might, yeah, we might see some rain next week, but then we may have another long heat spell right behind that. Is that what we're looking for? Well, I mean, we are seeing the, the potential for some triple-digit temperatures in the forecast. I mean, it looks right now we see... Sunday around 103, Monday 100, 96, Tuesday and 99 on Wednesday. So pretty close to the century mark again, middle part of next week through Thursday and Friday. And then there's sense that we could see more scattered showers and thunderstorms in here next weekend. And uh, then again, it looks like about the middle part of the week after that. But no real signs of this this heat is going to really kind of, you know, we, we don't see any days through the 17th of August where temperatures drop below 90 degrees for daytime highs. We may get, we may get some relief in overnight low temperatures where lows at night 
you know, have been pretty close to 80 degrees. It looks like temperatures are going to start to pull back in the overnight low department next week where they'll drop back into the mid-70s. But still, it's just a long, we're just in a long, hot, dry spell and really no signs of any major weather events on the horizon that will bring us any form of relief. No good news anytime soon. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel. Thanks uh, for the update this morning. Thank you, guys. 101.7 FM 7. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. You sent me this email yesterday, and I my son is a huge Johnny Cash fan. And I played this for him, and it made him... He told me, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. I said, can you believe this? And he says, stop. Right. Um, Ruben might leave us today, so get ready to move over there. All right. Uh, when you think AI is disturbing, you listen to this. This is uh, the legendary Johnny Cash. Um, hello, I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> and plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Yeah. Undress me everywhere. Undress me everywhere. Stay there, Ruben. I'm staying. Oh, come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Because I'm in a Barbie world. Spice Girls now. Listen. Yeah. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. I put my hands up to play my song. The butterflies fly away. I don't even know. How did, how did, that's his voice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a party in the USA. Miley Cyrus. I oh. got the solo down. This is what you guys call music? <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Oh, disturbing, y'all. Really I'm disturbing. Just... One more little segment here. Oh, Let's my gosh. Wow. Well, if they free me from this AI, if my voice was only mine, I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line. Far from Barbie world, that's where I want to stay. Holy cow. Oh, come on, Barbie, let's go party and take my blues away. Wow. Y'all, that's, that's, that, that's disturbing on so many levels. That's very strange. Explain how they do that. Is it, do they take uh, his word for word? I mean, they take word by word and then just splice together? Yeah, yeah kind of. In, in a, it, that's the simplest explanation, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, you key in what you want him to say, I guess. But how do they, how do they make it? sing it in the exact phrasing and timing of the I, song i don't know how they're doing it i really i when i saw that um, I went, that's stunning i you know i i haven't heard any music ones like that that's that's pretty weird uh but i have heard like like now they're doing uh uh joe biden and donald trump flirting with each other and stuff like that you oh. know making making oh. their voices like you know that kind of a thing i've heard a few of those um yeah, that's uh, 
That's now weird. I can in in my software. I have Pro Tools in my studio, mm-hmm. and I can take like you saying sentences and sentences, and, and right. I can edit and and make you say things. But it's 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 you know going in and editing. You know, I've taken a, 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 the first half of one take of my reads, mm-hmm. uh, the first half of one word on one take, and then the second half of that same right. word on another take and put them together. Does But does Johnny Cash have any, I mean, does his estate have any rights to them misusing his voice and well, his likeness? I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, the if vo- they tried to sell it, they would. Yeah, the voice yeah. might be at that. I mean, the song, they, it's, it's pure parody, so they can't really do anything. Right. But, uh... But yeah, that's uh, that's weird. That's very, very weird. Very disturbing. And you know what's next? What's next? Archie Bunker singing, you know, YMCA. <laughs> well, no, I mean, what's what's next is you know somebody faking your voice in a recording, uh, saying threatening oh, yeah. or horrible or racist things. Uh, that's yeah. that's the next oh, step. Oh gosh! Here's yeah. Aaron calling the sheriff's department. I don't have any yeah, threatening. Yeah. Oh, a bomb threat or something yeah. like that. Oh, don't y'all don't even say that. That's never going to happen. That's the next step. <laughs> oh, Reuben. <laughs> Kate Brumley in studio oh. uh, coming up just after the news. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with uh, State Superintendent of Education, Doctor Kate Brumley. And uh, Doctor Brumley, you released the uh, state leap scores yesterday morning. We had a lot. We had a lot of good news. Uh, we had some things that we need work on, but let's talk about the good news first. Yeah, it's been it's been great being back home. You know, it's it's funny. People will say, "Thank you so much for coming to Northwest Louisiana." I'm like. Well, you don't have to thank me for coming home. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I guess the the bottom line behind all this, just like plain and simple, is two consecutive years in a row, uh, the state of Louisiana has shown growth on LEAP assessments that measure uh, English literacy, uh, math, science, and social studies. Uh, and at the same time, we have to recognize that in a state where we have been long challenged educationally, uh, we have to continue to work hard. Be urgent, be focused, because uh, we still have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of work being uh, some of the weakest parts were were mathematics. Yeah, I mean we we can we can talk about mathematics because if if we look at students in say third and fourth grade and their level of proficiency in math, and then we track those students from say third or fourth grade through eighth grade, what we see is students over that period of time actually we have fewer students being proficient in mathematics. So as students go through um, their their elementary grades and through middle school, their proficiency decreases. And look, that that's not just a Louisiana problem, and it's not just a problem this year. This has been a problem for a long time, and it's a national issue. Uh, and and we look we look to solve it. I mean, someone asked me, is there a place in the country that's like a model for this? And and we don't know of one, hmm. um, but but we intend for it to eventually be us. And I think one of the things that we can really do here is um, understanding that, that mathematics stacks on mathematics. So you, ha- you have to understand third grade math to know fourth grade math to know fifth grade math. And I'm just not sure that we have put enough emphasis and, and given teachers essentially like permission um, to allow students the time in those early elementary grades to really 
drill on those basic math skills, those foundational skills. Like, I, you know, I'm a pro- proponent of, of simple things like get out the multiplication flashcards, uh, get out rulers and yardsticks, get out measuring cups, you know, these manipulative type activities where kids are building those math skills. And I, and I think um, in a quest for more higher order thinking in math, mm-hmm. um, we have neglected some of the basic skills. And so if students have, you know, a, a small deficiency in third or fourth grade, that deficiency grows over the next few years because they don't have those foundational skills. And so we're launching a math refresh. Um, it mirrors the work that we've done in literacy over the last uh, three years where we've seen tremendous success, uh, and we look to, to have a solve here. Is a part of the problem on, on the math front, Dr. Brumley, that um, there's a shortage of math teachers? I mean, we know there's a shortage of math and science teachers, and that's an ongoing problem. Is that something that you're you're trying to work on solutions as well? Yeah, two, two things there. One, um, and 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 you may know someone like this. Uh, I talk to elementary teachers all the time who are teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth grade math, and they say, "Hey, I never intended to be a seventh grade math teacher. You know, I thought I was going to be a second grade teacher, and here I'm teaching seventh grade math." And so, we 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 passed legislation this last session to help um, fund and and provide supports for those teachers to to help them get uh, training. Um, the other thing that I think is really important here is. We requested this last legislative session and, and got a funding source approved for differentiated compensation, which allows each school system in the state of Louisiana to get a uh, a pool of money that can be used in a market responsive way at particular vacancies. So if we look at vacancies across the state, they're not even. We know that they're in more high-need schools. Um, we know that they're in special ed, high school math, high school science. And so what this pot of money that thankfully our legislature funded will allow a system to do is pay math teachers more uh, to allow um, incentives for people to do that work. So it's it's a um, multi-prone approach that we have to employ to solve for this. I know when I was in school, math was not my strong suit. Um I, I did well. I love to read. Even as a young child, I've always loved to read. And so obviously reading and writing were more in my wheelhouse, as they say. Is there a way to identify students who are stronger in certain areas and focus on that or, and focus on like, okay, they're not stronger in this area. So we're going to focus on, you know, bringing you up. Yeah. That may be a stupid question. No, look, I, I, I think that people often feel that way. I mean, I feel like probably our people, brains work certain ways, and, and some are math people, and some aren't. People, people are are probably listening and saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm better at science. I'm not good at English." But the the problem here is like this self fulfilling prophecy. And if we are telling students in kindergarten, first and second grade, and helping them believe I'm not a math kid, guess what? They're going to think they're not a math kid. kid. Right. And so right. we have to make sure our messaging is right in schools that all kids are math kids. Um, so that so that they can get the skills that they need, but the the literacy work, you know, that is that is working. We're doing the science of reading based approach. It's it's phonics based, back to the basics, and um, you know we we continue to see good results there. Whether it's on the nation's report card where we led the country in fourth grade reading growth, or uh, this year on leap, um, a five point increase in third grade, six point in fourth grade, um, and so we're excited to see those results. When we come back, can, can we hone in on how we did in Caddo, Bozier, Webster, uh, DeSoto parishes? Sure thing. All righty, cool. Dr. Kate Brumley, Superintendent of Education in studio with Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM, 7. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
In studio with State Superintendent of Education, Dr. Kate Brumley, joining us this morning. Dr. Brumley, let's hone in on how we did in uh, the Shreveport area, uh, Caddo, Bossier, Webster, DeSoto parishes. We're seeing improvements, I, I believe, in most areas, correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come up uh, here and, and make this announcement yesterday is because this region did particularly well. Um, so I was up here yesterday. Uh, board member Mellorine from this area uh, joined me from the state board. Uh, and we, we recognized uh, the systems in northwest Louisiana, I mean, across the board for improvement. Caddo is up two percentage points in mastery rates. Uh, Bozier's up two. DeSoto's up two. Webster one. Uh, and if we look, if we look just around the region, Natchitoches, Red River, Sabine, Bienville, Lincoln, um, ev- everyone is up. Um, and so that's, that's really good news. 75% of the school systems across the state of Louisiana are up, uh, and improved. Um, but at the same time, that means that those systems, uh, that aren't, we're going to try and lean in a little more aggressively to see if we can't flip their trajectory. Fourth graders now in Louisiana, number one in the country. Is that correct? For reading growth. Yeah, the nation's report card. Um, from 2019 to 2022, Louisiana's fourth graders ranked number one in the country for reading growth. In fact, fourth graders in Louisiana are more proficient in reading post-pandemic than they were pre-pandemic. Um, and so that's really good news. Also, on that same um, nation's report card, it showed that our proficiency rates for uh, low, lower-income, economically disadvantaged students it was 42nd nationally mm-hmm. and it moved to number 11. So a lot of good work happening on the reading front. This back to the basics, phonics approach, um, just comprehensively in everything that we do. And then now we have to mirror that with math. Do you believe, Kate, excuse me, Dr. Brumley, it's, a bit, it's been a minute. Do you believe that we have now turned the corner pandemic wise that you think we're now out of the woods from that loss of learning that we knew we had from those kids who stayed home for a year and a half? You think we've turned the corner? If you look at if you looked at the rates, the mastery plus rates on leap in those content areas, um, you see that we are uh, one point away from being where we were in 2019. So that mastery rate was 34 percent in 2019. Today it's 33. So we are almost there. Uh, we're looking forward to later in the year when we release school performance scores because that's a more comprehensive look. That includes ACT scores, uh, credentialing, uh, other factors. And I think that that will even give us a clearer look of where we are in 2023 compared to 2019. But th- we have made sustained progress, and so I am pleased with that. And what happens now? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people are concerned that, all we teachers spend a lot of time teaching for that leap test and and that that's such a focus um do you agree that a that that is a focus and how can we change that if we need to well i think we have to assess core content we have to know can students read can students do math um the the test that we give should demonstrate whether or not a student can do that um, and so that is that aligns to what a teacher should be teaching uh, in the classroom. Now, what we do need is we need more teachers. Um, and so then what what do we need in order to have more teachers? We need to make sure that we have environments where teachers aren't burdened with paperwork and other bureaucracy. They need to be able to teach free of disruption. Um, they need to, to, to have uh, workplaces where they can grow and get better at their job. Uh, and they need pay that, that makes sense for them. Um, and so we are trying to work on all those fronts. We um, also, thankfully, with the legislation this year, passed the associate teacher bill, 
which allows for individuals uh, with an associate's degree from one of our community colleges in the state of Louisiana uh, with certain levels of supports and while being in, enrolled in a four-year program can actually be teachers in, in our schools. And so we're, we're excited about this opportunity. So I, I would share with the audience that if you know someone interested uh, in going into the profession, have an associate's degree, have a bachelor's degree, have a master's degree, go to your local school system and say, I'm here and I, I'm ready to help because um, school systems need teachers. We know the weakness was math, and, and as you said earlier, that's that's a nationwide issue, and there's no real program that we can look to. Uh, other than more teachers, are there concrete steps that Louisiana is taking or looking to take to help improve uh, math scores? Well, I, I, I've honed in on the teacher piece because very little of the rest matters if you don't have a, a teacher in the classroom. I mean, outside of the parent, there's nothing more important. But I do think we can look to um, high-quality resources. I think we can look to how can we scale tutoring across the state during the school day with options after after school um, because a lot of the new research indicate that um, even small amounts of, of tutoring uh, in small groups can really do wonders uh, with with kids, and so one of the one of the acts of the legislature a couple of years ago is the Steve Carter Literacy Program. And so, parents out there, um, if you want your child to get additional tutoring uh, after school, um, you can go to our website, Louisiana Believes, and and you can actually uh, qualify for a one thousand dollar voucher for tutoring services at tutoring entities across the state. Got a question for you from uh, one of our listeners who, who says it's great to celebrate our successes, but what are your concerns about growing truancy and kids dropping out of school? Yeah, again, um, that's a that's a problem in Louisiana, and it's it's a problem nationwide. Um, one of the things we have to make sure that happens is, is our school systems, uh, and they're working towards this, need to have really um, clean data systems to know the kids that are and are not truant or are and are not chronically absent. Um, the next thing that I think is really important is the work between the school system, the district attorney's offices, and the juvenile judges so that you have a very clean uh, process with everyone believing in their part uh, within their lane uh, with this responsibility. And then alongside that, you have to stack up um, community support, mental health services, uh, other faith-based organizations to provide families uh, support. But really this is, I tend to say it's a local issue because locally you have different resources from, from place to place. Now, as much as there uh, things that they do that we hate, uh, communism being the first priority, uh, China does a lot of things well as far as education is concerned. If you take it, the propaganda out, what are some things that they're doing right that maybe we could we could model after? Uh, I'm I'm inter I'm interested in keeping China out of American classrooms. So, well, uh, <laughs> but when somebody is doing something well in education, you have to admit is something that they do well. They start very early. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that there are things that we can look at. Um, that that can make the difference. Uh, for me, we're just trying to work on um, making sure teachers have, I mean, kids have access to teachers, trying to break down barriers so that parents can, can choose the school that makes the most sense for them, going back to the basics for uh, reading and math, and then trying to transform our high schools to make them more responsive to, to universities' workforce and a high-quality standard of living for kids. Lastly, before we let you go, we're going back to school next week. Um, 
we're sitting in a building right now with light, nice air conditioning. We're under an excessive heat warning. What kind of concerns do you have about that with kids, you know, waiting out outside for the buses? Uh, some of the buses, not all of them are air conditioned right now. Um, you got to have recess at school now, too. You got to watch those kids when they're outside, right? Yeah, look, we're, we're excited about the recess bill. I'm glad you brought that up. Kids now, K-5, have to have 15 minutes of recess every day at a minimum. Um, but I, I reminded people, and we actually have communicated this to school systems, that recess doesn't have to be outdoors. Uh, and, in fact, in, in extreme temperatures like we're facing right now, it, it probably should not be. Um, and so everyone has to be really careful about this. I'd also encourage uh, coaches of sports teams to take extra precaution, particularly with football players out there right now. It's just it, it, is, it is it is warmer than the last couple of years at this particular time, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to be careful. Dr. Kay Brumley, superintendent of schools for Louisiana. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Where is fire station number 20 East Flournoy Lucas? Not too far from Uri Drive. Oh, on Fly Lucas. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, out, it's out, way, way out south. there. Mm-hmm. Way south. It, okay. it is... Um, the, the fire station has been closed, the building, temporarily. Um, I was getting texts last night that there was some sort of problem. It looks to be mold. Um, and so they have decided to move the firefighters from that building, uh, from Florino Lucas Road, um, to the port of Caddo Bozier. They're being relocated to a temporary facility located at the port to respond from there. The other fire stations in the area that are also assisting will be East 70th, Ellerby Road, and the Southern Loop fire stations they, they have. I spoke with Clarence Reese, Jr., the fire chief, this morning, who told me, and I'm quoting now, the city of Shreveport has ordered a test for everything at that property, including the soil, air, and water. I thought it was best to move all the firefighters out of the building while that is going on. He adds, as of right now, there's no immediate danger to citizens or businesses in that area. And they'll advise when everything's back open. That's the station that's kind of close to the sewage treatment facility, right? I think kinda, so. Kind of out there, right? Yeah. And that's, a, that's a fairly new building, isn't it's, it? It's not, it's not old. I think it has to do with, it's kind of close to the river, and so there's a lot of moisture hmm. on the property. Okay. And so they've had some mold drifting in, and they're trying to take care of that. Now, I don't know if they had water ever get in the building because of flooding. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but you could say that about every place in town, mm-hmm. really. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. So if you've heard the little whisperings about, you know, station Fire Station 20 being closed, yes, it is closed temporarily. They're going to relocate after they get, you know, they'll be back in the building after they get all the mold remediation done, which takes a minute. Did it's they, going to take a minute. Did they give an estimated time? Don't know yet. I think they're going to send a news release out later today. Uh, but for now, they're working on trying to get it, uh, you know, get the crews in and get the work done. So starting it up. We'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. 101.7 F. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Earlier, we talked about that Johnny Cash AI song. Mm-hmm. Somebody took Johnny Cash and he's now singing, I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah. 
I don't. Ruben talked to We were. I don't know if it was off mic about a friend of yours that set up a computer. I did see this stuff is beyond me. I I am now at the point. I remember my mother in law not being able to program her clock on her VCR. Yes, right. And I had to program her clock because it would flash twelve mm-hmm. on the VCR. And I I'm like, oh, oh, this is so easy, you know, and a yeah. programmer clock. Well, I'm at that point now. Right. With this. Things like AI. Mm-hmm. This is beyond the way my brain works. Right. Which it's sketchy at best, but in, <laughs> it, on, on a good day. But well, I com- can't comprehend computer, how this... Computer geniuses are, are kind of, you know, AI, there are certain companies where you can, you know, the chat GPT, the blah, 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 mm-hmm. the bang, right, whatever. whatever. Right. Who, who can utilize it, but, you know, these computer geniuses, a couple of which I know, are making their own, are building their own AI technology. And one of the things that you can do right now, I mean, just with a simple GPT, is say, like, uh, find any vulnerabilities or threats within my computer and write code to fix it. And the computer can do that. Wow. The computer can write code to fix it. But the other end of that is you can also say, like, oh, write a code for a horrible virus that'll get me all of this, you know, person IP or addresses. I want, I want all the files on, on this IP address. Right. And I want and all the information. Certain ones can do it if, if you know, they're, they're programmed that way. God. And look, I'm not, I'm not a moron. I, I will say that. I'm a tech guy. I do love, I mm-hmm. love tech. I love gadgets. Um, but but some of this is just it's it's out there. It's it's yeah, it's like how do you think of that? Right. And the and the dastardly uses that are ahead for this is what is scary. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's that's what's freaking everybody out is is well, the possibility where you know and if 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 a bad thing is available for a human being to do, certain human beings are going to do it. Well, and, and I go back mm. to the OJ trial. What was that mid nineties? Something like that, yeah. And and they were saying, well, there were footprints of these Bruno Molly shoes mm-hmm. at the crime scene, and here's a picture of OJ wearing Bruno Molly shoes. Well, even just Photoshop. Right. At that time, they were able to go, oh yeah, here's that same picture, and OJ's wearing clown shoes, right? Big red clown shoes. Right. Here's OJ wearing Nike trainers. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. Photographic evidence is now going to be suspect. Yes. Because the defense was able to debunk him wearing those Bruno Molly shoes, mm-hmm. which was probably genuine. But but now with AI and, and like Ruben was saying, you know, there's pictures of, of uh, you know, like the Pope in that big white puffy coat. Right. Um, there was one that said here they had three or four people walking down the street of New York, and it was like uh, a young black man, an Asian woman, a, a white girl, and a you know an Indian man, and they're walking. None of them were even real people; they were Jeez. all AI created. And there's no way to know. There's no way you wouldn't know. Right? Those weren't real people. If you haven't heard the Barbie Girl, Johnny Cash. Singing Barbie Girl and singing Spice Girls. Can we play it when we come back after the the you break? Want, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we could do it now. You want me yeah, to do it now? do it now? Yeah, you got a couple. Okay, minutes. Yeah. let me let me find it. Hang right. on, here because it is. it's somebody's taking Johnny Cash's voice 
and made this song. Hello, I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Come on, Barbie, let's go party, cause I'm in a Barbie world. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever, friendship never ends. I put my hands up to play my song, the butterflies fly away. Yeah, 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 it's a party in the USA. This is what you guys call music? Well, I'll be damned. Well, if they free me from this AI, if my voice was only mine, I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line. Far from Barbie world, that's where I want to stay. Oh, come on, Barbie, let's go party and take my blues away. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Can we have an AI version of us singing happy birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody has a birthday today. Yes, indeed. I don't know exactly who. Wait. Oh, wait. It's Aaron. Yay. Aaron's birthday is today. Dr. Brumley brought me a cake, too. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. I had it's gone. Earlier this morning when I got in, I, I, I was like, damn it. Today's Aaron's birthday. And it just got away from me. Uh, no. It just Seriously, got. I, I no. meant no. I meant to have strippers coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, well, would and you like to know how many birthday presents balloons. Robert got me in twenty five years? And I knew what I was going to get you. What? Um, nothing. nothing. Zero. Zero. Well, don't, no. Don't <laughs> so worry. About got, it. We didn't exchange gifts. Yeah, one one of those things. It's right. Just, you know, happy birthday. Have a good day. How old are you? Halfway to. He would always take it. Well, halfway it's not or like we're eight years old. So, yeah, exactly. Right. You know. Yeah. But I would like to go to Chuck E. Cheese on you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if they're still open, do they still have the uh, animatronic things they, that it, play the? It's just it's just one. It's just the rat now, and he he does hip hop. It's not a band anymore. Oh, no, so he's no, just yeah, no, yep, no, yep. Please don't call Chucky a rat. <laughs> what, what is he? He's a cute fuzzy mouse. He's a dirty. He's a dirty <laughs> pizza rat. Okay, actually, rats are are actually not dirty creatures. Really? No, they're not. They're very. They're actually clean creatures. Who Chucky knew? is. Chucky's. Built. <laughs> I, look, I'm telling Aaron you, kicked out because she grabbed his butt. One oh, no. I don't. No, I'm supposed to tell the world that. I don't know about the statute of limitations on that yet. I'm not sure. I was just giving him a little love tap on the butt. 
<laughs> well, that's 20 years ago. I wouldn't do it now. Well, uh, okay, so it's not a big deal? Yeah. <laughs> so, if I, so if I go down to like sales and pat some of the sales hey, girls on no, the butt? no, you can't do that's that. That's not a big deal? You can't do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. It didn't happen like that. Not quite how it happened. But, you know, if, if I had to pick a place where I ugh, don't want to have a birthday party there. I love Chuck E. Cheese, but, man, to have kids running around crazy, hyped up on sugar, and then you're in charge of them. Oh, because when they get to be about 8 or 9 or 10, parents are like, I'll be back to pick them up. Oh, no. Oh, what? Uh-uh. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, hell to the no. Sit your butt down and eat that nasty pizza. <laughs> mm. Call Chuck E. Cheese and cancel her birthday. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to call and cancel. Yeah. Dang. We had a lunch scheduled and everything. Oh, God. All right, you want to sing happy birthday? Let's do it. Oh, boy. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Aaron. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm Ruben is wrong, dirty pizza rat. <laughs> no, Ruben is not wrong. <laughs> message on the message board. Oh. Told you. Golly. You know, it, it's fun. And, I, and I, it makes me think of my mom on my birthday because every year my birthday's right before school started, you know. And, and, and um, so my mother would wrap in a nice, beautiful package. My school uniforms. (laughs) My school uniforms. I went to Catholic school. I had those jumpers. They would be wrapped. And then I'd get a watermelon. Happy birthday. 1017 FM. Okay, the AI segment we've got to postpone just a little bit. We got a hold of Richard Llewellyn. Y'all so, have so. to piss me off later, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's coming up next. Yeah. yeah, but we did get a hold of Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel meteorologist uh, because yesterday we tied a record high. Did I hear that correctly, Richard? Um, I haven't seen the record yet for Shreveport, so I have to I have to get back with you on. I think that, at one o five we tied the yeah. the record high. Yeah, uh, yeah it. Yeah, it's and, and it's going to be just as bad again here today. Uh, in fact, uh, we're actually calling for temperatures today around 105 again uh, with lots of sunshine. And, of course, heat index values between 110 and 115 again this afternoon. So that excessive heat warning continues. And it really doesn't look like uh, temperatures are going to cool off that much as we move on through the rest of this week and into the weekend. It looks like temperatures between 103 and 107 uh, for daytime highs through Sunday. But the temperatures are going to start to pull back early next week. We see highs on Monday around 100 and then back down into the mid-90s on Tuesday. And we will probably start to see a little bit more moisture in here, which will lead to some scattered afternoon shower and thunderstorm chances. But I don't think we're still, I don't think we're done with triple-digit temperatures just yet. There are already indications that Thursday and Friday of next week will be back up close to the century mark yet again. Oh. Richard, let me ask you, the um, now uh, Caddo Parish, uh, DeSoto, Natchitoches Parish, some in East Texas, some counties in Northeast Texas have issued burn bans because we're now having drought conditions and that and fire hazard is a problem. You anticipate those burn bans will, will extend into other areas too? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. No, With no rain in the forecast here, probably all the way through at least Monday, uh, you know, the uh, fire uh, weather conditions are definitely going to be a concern as we uh, move on through the rest of this week and into the weekend. So uh, there's just not a lot of humidity to work with. And, you know, the, the heat is pretty expansive 
across Louisiana and Texas. So, you know, that's one of the things about it. The uh, fire conditions are definitely going to be a concern in the days ahead. We had a uh, man that police were responding to that possibly had some mental health issues and they were taking him into custody. And uh, Richard, he died uh, in the patrol car. They believe now heat related. It's not official yet. But for for officers and for any of us, I know you're not a doctor, but there are some things that we need to watch out for when we're when we're dealing with folks who are outside or when we ha- ourselves have to be outside in this heat. How long is too long for folks? You know, I mean, you know, that's a good question. You know, uh, any length of time outside, anything longer than 30 minutes, you know, with these temperatures like they are, uh, could become dangerous, especially if you're not dressed appropriately and, you know, getting into some shade from time to time because, you know, it, it won't take long for the the effects of heat stroke to really start to come on with these type of temperatures, you know, and, you know, and if and it's a whole lot worse if you're in a confined space, you know, like a car. That's why we basically tell people don't leave your, your, your pets or your kids inside a hot car because temperatures can skyrocket, you know, once uh, you're in a confined space, you know, it don't take, it only takes 10 minutes for temperatures, you know, with temperatures at 105 degrees to hit you know, 145 or 150 inside a closed car. So, you know, you got to take all the precautions necessary to uh, make sure that you're getting getting to some a cool spot, you know, and, and making sure that you can stay hydrated in these type of temperatures like they are because it's dangerous. And we heard from our state climatologists in our, in our newscast that um, we might, yeah, we might see some rain next week, but then we may have another long heat spell right behind that. Is that what we're looking for? Well, I mean, we are seeing the, the potential for some triple-digit temperatures in the forecast. I mean, it looks right now we see Sunday around 103, Monday 100, 96, Tuesday, and 99 on Wednesday. So pretty close to the century mark again, middle part of next week through Thursday and Friday. And then there's sense that we could see more scattered showers and thunderstorms in here next weekend. And uh, then again, it looks like about the middle part of the week after that. But no real signs of this this heat is going to really kind of, you know, we, we don't see any days through the 17th of August where temperatures drop below 90 degrees for daytime highs. Oh. We may get we may get some relief in overnight low temperatures where lows at night, you know, have been pretty close to 80 degrees. It looks like temperatures are going to start to pull back in the overnight low department next week where they'll drop back into the mid-70s. But still, it's just a long, we're just in a long, hot, dry spell and really no signs of any major weather events on the horizon that will bring us any form of relief. No good news anytime soon. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel. Thanks. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Well, this is pretty cool. I got an email earlier this week. Uh, Cindy Gleason Johnson is a local chef. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Fair is the name yes. of your company. Is that right? That, that is correct. Now, tell me real quickly a little bit about Southern Fair. Southern Fair is uh, uh, my business, and I'm a caterer. I cater into my location, and I also cater out to other venues. I mean, it could be a wedding, could be a church, could be any place that offers up their their building for for rent. But I do have a space that will hold about 50 people 
for special events. And what, do you specialize on anything like Louisiana food? Oh, oh gosh, know, yes. I do cuisine. Louisiana food. I do Southern food. I, I can do really any any cuisine that you'd prefer. That's what a caterer is. We cater to what it is that you want. So right. People ask for this and I say, okay, let's let's make it happen. Did it start with beignets? Actually, it did. That's At the farmer's market. I, I thought that was you. <laughs> Gosh, like in, in uh, 2009 is when we started that. Those are incredible. Thank you. Not too many people can do beignets that are light and fluffy and not too heavy or right, greasy. Right, And you nailed it. Thank you. you Thank you. you. Nailed I keep getting it. Response, uh, requests to go back. Mm-hmm. And then when I have private events, people request it and I make them for their, their group of people. I even did it as the wedding cake for oh, a wedding. I'm looking for the box. Is there a yeah. <laughs> Well, the reason you're here, Cindy, is that you're nominated for a national award. Yes. Um, and, and I need your help. Yeah, but you need us to vote for you. And today's the deadline, right? For the quarterfinals. And if I don't make it back to first today, that's it. I want to move to the semifinals. Uh, I've been between first and fourth all week, and mm-hmm. I was at first last night at 1025, 1029. Mm-hmm. I went to be fourth again. So Somebody pumped some, some money for yeah. the ch- champion vote. But I've been asking everybody to do the free daily vote, mm-hmm. which costs no money. Um, you can do the champion vote if you want. That's a donation for the James Beard Foundation and a dollar is a vote. But um, everybody needs to at least try to do the free daily vote. What What is this competition? What is it? Okay. Um, Favorite Chef is a, a organization. Uh, Carla Hall this year is hosting. Um, they're trying to elevate the the awareness of local chefs and bringing actually chefs from all over the country were in the first rounds. The people that are in it right now are in the top 1%. How did you get in this? Who nominated? I mean, who, who, well, who put you up? Um, I, I saw it and I had to apply mm-hmm. and then I had to be accepted. And then from there, we, we've started this since June the 12th when we started voting. Wow. So we've been through all these different rounds oh. and here we are and would like to move forward. What happens if you do? Then I go to the semifinals. Okay. So the semifinals and finals, which are left ahead. And from there, you have to be the last chef standing, the one with the most votes. And, and what does that last yeah. chef receive? Mm-hmm. That last chef gets to go to the James Beard house with Carla Hall and cook, which oh. for a chef wow. is the ultimate. And they also receive $25,000 and a a uh, two-page advertorial spread in Taste of Home magazine, mm. which, I mean, that's that's foodie heaven. So, oh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Now, just for those who don't know, of course, I know who Carla Hall is. I do. But oh, goodness. tell me oh, who, she who is a who Food is Network Carla chef. Hall? Food yes. Network. Okay. Yes. Started yes. on Top Chef, didn't she? I believe so. And mm-hmm. she's been in all kinds of competitions and shows and is just a well-renowned chef. And she's hilarious. She is a hoot. She really she is. is. How do, Cindy Houghton talking to Cindy Gleason Johnson, the owner of Southern Fair. Let's, let's hone in. We need votes today. We need, yes. we need everybody to vote for you. The, the easiest way to vote, I don't want to give that long website deal. The, the easiest way to go vote for you is to do what? Either go to my Facebook f- page if we're friends. 
or to my uh, Southern Fair Facebook page, which is public. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a link there. Follow the link. You want to go to the free daily vote and verify by Facebook mm-hmm. and then push the button and you've, you've cast a vote. Okay. Uh, again, the other way is a, a champion vote, which every dollar is a vote. And um, if you're inclined to make donations to nonprofits, this is a tax-free way of doing that, mm-hmm. um, a tax-deductible way of doing that. And, and Southern it, Fair is with an E, by the way. Yes. F-A-I-R-E. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and every dollar, again, if people want to do the champion votes, the dollars go to the James Beard Foundation. That is correct. And that helps chefs like maybe they want to go to school or it's, all yeah, kind of things. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's education. It's advocacy. It's safety. It's it's everything about the industry to elevate us to the next level. I'm getting goosebumps. Ooh. Okay, you're yeah. you're at the James Beard house and you're about to cook yes. with Carl. Yes. What are you what are you cooking? I don't know. They've not they've not told us how that's going to work. They're going to kind of tell you here's the here's the guidelines. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So well, I, what would you love to do? Oh goodness. What would um, you be your specialty if you said I want to cook something that'll blow y'all away? It's going to be this. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what beignets a time frame. Beignets would have to be. Well, beignets, of course. I'll teach Carla how to make beignets. Oh, nice. See, That'd be fun. Go. Yes. That would be she fun. She loves Southern food. Is there a secret to beignets, by the way, to make them light so they're not so well, heavy? You've got to do it with the yeast method, which takes a long time. Ah. Um, but that gives it also a wonderful flavor. So that, and you've got to have a good oil, and a good fresh oil, and you've mm-hmm. got to know how long for it to rise oh and how gosh. long to cook it. And so, oh. You can't mm. eat them when they're not fresh. You have to eat them when they're hot. Yes. You know about mine, my special ones, don't you? What's that? <laughs> what? Stop laughing. <laughs> Lieutenant I, Governor's favorite. I froze crawfish etouffee oh, no. in the little cubes. Yes. And then I put them inside the beignet and then fried, deep fried And what happened? They weren't bad. They were not they, bad. They really Cindy. weren't bad. They really yeah, weren't. They really weren't. They don't want the powdered sugar on them. It All the people that tasted them, they said not no powdered sugar. Leave the powdered sugar out. The the lieutenant governor, the secretary, tried them, and they weren't bad. They're too heavy, though. They were okay. too heavy. I didn't use the yeast method. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad. I'm excited for you, though. This Thank is a you. great Thank deal. You. And this is and, and you know not a commercial for Southern no, Fair. No. This is a, a local chef who's done well, and we wanted to highlight mm-hmm. uh, somebody local. It's that's uh, got an opportunity for a national recognition. Right. And, and I love uh, this community, and I'm I'm hoping that they'll love me back. Vote, vote, vote. Today is the last day to vote for the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. If I don't make it, number one. Tonight by nine o'clock our time, then that's it for me. Okay, and if you do, then we can start voting again tomorrow. Uh, as soon as they so tell is it us. one vote per day? Uh, on the free daily vote is one vote one per vote, day, unless yeah. you do the champion vote where yes. you do a, a, a donation. Correct, and that's a tax deductible donation. It so is. it's not just a money grub. Right, kind no, of thing. It's, it's not just in an empty hole. It's going right. to a good right. organization, James Beard Foundation. Cindy Gleason Johnson, thanks for coming oh, in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you, and we'll keep up with it. Thank Let you. us know. Uh-huh. What a Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Ruben, if you if you make a little trip to the men's room, yeah, <laughs> beware. Oh no, not where I'm, not where you think I'm going. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a granddaddy long leg. Oh, in the oh no, <laughs> you didn't squish him. Room, no. 
Why didn't you squish him? Now, I'd always heard Granddaddy Longlegs. They're the they're they're venomous. That can you know can, can kill you or make you very mm-hmm. sick. But their mouths are so small they can't bite you. Yeah, okay, I, I heard that in like elementary school. Is it yeah. true? Not true. No, it can't uh. be. It's <laughs> not true. Can't be true. As a matter of fact, they're not venomous nor poisonous. Okay. Uh, poisonous would be uh, could infect you if it you know you touched it or something like that. Right. Venomous, uh, you get injected with venom by a bite like a snake. Okay. A snake is venomous. Well, some snakes are, all not, right. not all snakes. So he's hanging out by the toilet in so the middle So there's a mentor. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I don't like bugs getting on me. Mm-mm, and no. I, I think it goes back to childhood, like when a wasp, you know, yes. lands on you. And, and, and if a bug, like, lands on me, and if I just do a real quick flicking of my arm and it doesn't mm-hmm. get off, then I freak. Do you freak out? I, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But oh, I, I was real proud of myself. I didn't freak out. Yeah. And, and I kind of stomped my foot. And the idiot ran toward my foot. Oh, boy. <laughs> Instead of running the other way. Oh, And I'm like, yikes. dude, come on. Get so out I of just, here. So I just kind of kicked it away. Okay. But oh. they're not poisonous. That's a, that's the uh, that's a myth. Okay. Did not know that. And they're that. not spiders, by the way. Really? What is it? It, it? it is an arachnid, but it's uh, spiders have eight eyes. And uh, eight legs. The, mm-hmm. the granddaddy long leg has two eyes. And their body is just one portion. Okay. The hmm. spider has the, you know, the yeah. separate, the, the body, thorax. thorax and yeah. The, yeah, the abdomen and all of that. Only radio show in America talking about a granddaddy <laughs> long leg today. Well, it's yeah. important information. It is. As, it's as important people are inside and, and they see. Now, now, if you see like a whole group of them, have you ever seen like. Eh, oh, yeah. They're having a party. There, well, that could indicate you have a pest control issue ah. because they feed on other bugs. They're actually kind of beneficial okay. to have. They're not going to hurt you. All right. Uh, and they're not poisonous. They're not venomous. Mm-hmm. But, and they eat other, you know, other bugs and stuff. So they're kind of beneficial. But if you see a bunch of them, that means they're feeding on a bunch of other bugs Oh, okay. Uh, It's not a pest control issue, but a local fire station has had to close because of a problem. Can we talk about that when we get back? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Granddaddy Long. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So you're saying Shreveport Fire Station number 20 was infested by granddaddy long legs no and they had to close that's is that not what, you said? what i said it was alligators had alligators swim <laughs> over the from the red they river were in the wall yes they were eating firefighters that's not what they i said were either up through the toilets <laughs> no that's not what i said fire station 20 is closed um, it appears to be a mold problem that they have in the building. And, that, and Fire Station 20, if you're wondering, that's uh, Flournoy Lucas Road, East Flournoy Lucas. So it's closer to Uri Drive in that area, um, not too far from the riverfront. And, you know, down there by the uh, Lucas Wastewater Treatment like, Plant. Like heading out towards the port, that, mm-hmm. kind, of, that yes. kind of area. Yes, exactly. It's in the 800 block of East Fly Lucas. And the, they have shut it down temporarily. 
and relocated those firefighters to a, a facility at the port of Caddo Bozier where they will be responding from there. I guess there's a building out there that was not in use that they're going to be using for a temporary uh, uh, deal. That's the plan. Now, the city's going to have to go in and do whatever you do, remediation work to get rid of the mold. you got to call in it a depends mold on crew. where and how severe. Obviously, severe enough to evacuate the building. Yeah. You may have to, like, cut out sheetrock and replace actual sheetrock and flooring, that kind of stuff. That could be. Now, I was in touch this morning with um, Chief Clarence Reese, Jr., who tells me, and I'm quoting now, the city of Shreveport has ordered a test for everything at that property, including the soil, air, and water, I thought it was best to move all of the firefighters out of the building while that is going on. Reese adds, as of right now, there is no immediate danger to citizens or businesses in that area. And on social media, they have posted, we will advise when the station is reopened. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. You know, now, mold if it's mold, is, it's a problem. Mold is usually caused by water, dampness, moisture mm-hmm. in, in a building. And that and that facility is pretty close to the river. You know, did, now did it get water in it? I don't know. Would have to ask them and see. Has it had has it had a flood issue before? Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't. I don't. I don't know. They are uh, getting help as well from the the fire station on um, Ellerby. Southern Loop and East 70th, if they need backup, you know, to come out and cover in that area. Um, so you said there's another building in the area that they were able to move to? At the port of Caddo Bozier. Okay. Which the port owns the building, and so they're using that building for now. You know, of course, it's not going to probably have the big garage and all that that you put a fire truck in. So I don't know that for sure. I haven't been out there to, to see which building they're Well, you've got to have bunks and kitchen and... You know, mm-hmm. facilities, restroom facilities. Right. And and it may be that they have moved, you know, some of the equipment there and some of the staff will be coming from the other locations, the other three stations nearby. But again, they'll have to come in, do the mold remediation and, you know, and see. And now I don't know, was this prompted because somebody got sick? Because uh, somebody was, you know, manifesting something or or did they just notice the mold and then go, hey, you know, it sounds like that's what happened. They noticed the mold and then said, hey, we better get everybody out of here while we come in and remediate and get this out and use another location to respond from. from. Now, I don't expect it's going to impact times, you know, response times. Right. I wouldn't imagine because the port location is very close to where this fire station is. So. I don't anticipate that will be a problem. And they have the other I want stations. some answers. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I asked Chief Reese. He had a bunch of meetings and stuff going on this morning. So <laughs> perhaps we'll have him in tomorrow and see. And see what, you know, what else is going on. I'm also working on that audit still. Um, here's the deal. You know, you may have heard me mention a little bit about the city audit yesterday at the end of the show. It's a 200 plus page document. It's a lot of numbers. <sighs> It's um, it's a lot to digest. Um, I've got I put my feelers out to about six other people who have kind of financial expertise or some knowledge of city budgeting, and they are working on it too. And we're all going to combine our knowledge of what we find in it because there are a lot of problems in it. Well, I'm just it, telling you. And this is interesting too. Mayor Arsenault is set to hold a press conference this morning mm-hmm. at eleven o'clock. He wants to form a citizens bond issue. Study committee. Oh, okay. Concerning Night Street. It's not about Night Street. Oh, oh, it's not? No, it's not. But don't come to me with a bond issue in the spring of 2024 
if you ain't started work on Knight Street. For the bond issue that's already passed. In 2011. Right. More than a dozen years ago. Don't bring me a new bond issue if that work ain't started. I'm just telling you I'm a no and I will scream no to the rafters. And... I scream loud. I'm just now, telling if you, you. Moved if you moved and didn't live off of Night Street I'm anymore. I'm still screaming. Would you care? I am still caring. You have a project you promised you would do in 2011. Because they need to redo Greenway Street through the Broadmoor neighborhood. It is horrendous. Oh boy, there's a lot. They have a lot of projects. You know what they should do in this bond issue? It should say, and additional funding for Night Street because we didn't have enough. And then I'm, you know, then I'm so like, So what happened okay. to all that money that they did allocate? Well, the prices went up. But where did the money go? They ran out of it on, with other projects as the prices were going up. You See, took too long to right. get to it. Yeah, Ugh. that's not right. Oh, man. Mike mm. McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. What's wrong with an accent, Lassie? Don't, don't like it. You don't like an accent. That's this. So you're okay with books on tape? But you don't. You don't want any kind of accent on there. No, I want to uh, just uh, just read it to me. An American, good old American guy or gal. So your Siri voice isn't the isn't the Australian or the no, British Siri? No. Thank and you, I'm, And I'm going through the D. H. Lawrence catalog right now. And you have a couple of choices. You can have this British dude reading it to you, or you can have this American dude. And I don't want the British dude. I'm trying to put myself to sleep, is what I'm doing. And I don't want to. Ha- and I have to pay attention to what are they really saying when it's a British or, or some other accent. I watch a lot of British television. Do you love? And when my wife does sit down, she hates television, according to her. Mm-hmm. But when we, she does sit down, and if we're watching something like Sherlock or Luther or, right. you know, whatever, she has to have the captions on. I said, they're speaking English. I, I, know. I can't understand them. I, I'm, I lose the words in the book, and I'm lo- I lost part of the wow. meaning of the book if it's in a British accent. I'm so sorry. So you like books on tape? I, I use that to... Put myself to sleep. I put my eye mask on. I don't have to see the television. I just want to hear them read a book. Does it shut off automatically or something? It or? go. Yeah, t- typically they go off. Or I, I fall when I fall asleep. I'm out. That's and what I don't I'm hear, saying. Yeah, I don't hear a thing. So I'm I'm out cold. Unless I've actually going. done some narration for some audio books. Have you? Did you see the what was the name of the movie? Ru- I always refer to Ruben. <laughs> uh, it was a Tom Cruise movie uh-huh. about. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, where it was, uh, he was a soldier in one of those. It was a uh, uh, kind of a robotic suit. Uh, I think that might be Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it was a Japanese novel, right? Originally, and um, I did the I did the audiobook for for oh, wow. that narration. Very cool. And huh. one of the critiques was it should have been a Japanese reader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say these Japanese names. Yeah. I and just... I did some Bill Joyce books. Did you really? Uh, for Simon and Schuster. Very cool. Did some audiobooks. Yeah, very cool experience. I love audiobooks. But in order to do that, if you want to do that, you have to be in New York because that's where they uh, record. That's where those you have to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. And you go in for, you know. Oh, it takes a long time. These are like eight hours. It takes a long time to do an audio book. It takes much longer than it does to listen because, you know, you're not going to do first take. Oh, right. You have to stop and redo. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So we we will see. We will have uh, Chief Clarence Reese Jr. joining us tomorrow morning, by the way. He has confirmed he'll be here. So we'll talk about what's going on with Station 20. All right. Mm-hmm. Chief, make it a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I already said make it a great Thursday. I thought last segment I was <laughs> pulling Another off my time. headphones. I'm unplugging, walking out the door. Trying to get out of here early. Ruben says, wait. <laughs> Hold up. Senior moment. <laughs> Tomorrow is Friday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. No race, though. F1, summer yeah. break. Uh, Venmo me all my uh, birthday gifts, if you'd like. It's on the way. Happy <laughs> birthday, Aaron. <laughs> and I'm going to go get a watermelon. Oh, good. Thanks. 101.7 FM.